go the horns. No my hearty mind, Keith Dano Hortuck, and welcome to the panel on RNZ National. I'm Wallace Chapin, Power Bell and Friday. State Highway 1 south of Whangarei expect delays due to stop go traffic management on State Highway 1 near the intersection um, of uh, State Highway 1 at Springfield Road, Oakley. Now, today, white collar crime. Touched on briefly in the minor leaders debate last night. Welfare fraud has a $26 million price tag a year. Tax avoidance, around $5 billion. What that could do for the government coffers, that just after four. Also today on the show, 20,000 lives. That is the number of people saved in this country thanks to our COVID measures revealed today. So, were our lockdown measures worth it? Your thoughts on that? And today... A restorer on the panel says couldn't care less about the rugby, but he's outraged about the way the Ranfurly Shield has been treated. With me this afternoon, Sally Wenley, freelance journalist. Kia ora, Sally. Kia ora, Wallace. Looking absolutely summery on I am. spring day. It is a lovely spring day. There's a bit of sun. Fabulous. Isn't there? Very good. Also, Raven Can, MC and comedian, hold up in the wonderful well in the studio. Kia ora, Raven. <laughs> Kia ora, Wallace, Sally, how are you all? Very, very good. Let's jump into the Friday Malba, shall we? We had a big response across all topics this week. Now, working from home, a new report out said that Kiwis have taken to it more than many other countries. But our panelist Jenny Morton said, for God's sake, get back to the office. And I paraphrased her saying that she wants people to lay off the chips, get out of the pyjamas, and go back to work. Joe says, hi, I work for a real old-school workplace where we have timeshares and not allowed to work from home at all. We can, but our CEO just can't get her head into 2023. It's a game-changer for me. I am thinking of changing jobs. Another one here, leaving work from home aside is not fair to link productivity to how long or how hard New Zealanders work. We've been behind Australia in productivity for years, but consistently work longer hours. We struggle to get work done in offices because, as we know, open plan offices suck. Raven? Uh, are you asking me if open plan offices suck? Uh, or, or whether people should attend? Or do you work from home? Uh, well, I, I guess you could call it work. Um, I yeah, I I kind of work wherever. Yeah. So it's not it's it can be location based. Obviously, if I'm performing on stage and then I have to show up. Of course. Uh, but other and and if I do have to show up, yeah, I, I tend to uh, the the peer pressure of an audience watching makes you um, work a little bit. You know, notice that you are actually working. So, so yeah, there probably is something to be said for the peer pressure of um, being around mm. other people who are doing it. Sally, I love working in the newsrooms and offices and open plans. Fantastic! You can throw things at people. You can bring your pet in sometimes, and people bring in things they've been baking. But don't you and miss I the days? Don't great. you miss the days when everybody had an office? Everybody had a door, and you knock on the door, go, "Excuse me." Ms. Winley, can I ask a question? Remember those days? Well, I've always sort of been in open plan newsrooms, so oh. I it, it didn't apply to me. Mm. So no, 
And working from home, I get far too distracted. I suddenly have to do some cooking or baking or someone comes around or, oh, I need to go out. So I'm a big procrastinator. And when you're in an open plan office, that's hard to get away with. Yes. Now, uh, do you support a four-day school week? Not a work week, but a school week. This is the other topic. So a petition has gathered thousands of signatures saying children are mentally stressed. It's a time of anxiousness. It's a new era. And we want a four-day school week, you know, college students and above. We did a snap panel poll yesterday, big response, and rather surprisingly, perhaps 55% supported it. 45% said no. So Heather says, yes, for sure. Along with a four-day work week for high school students to begin with, it would give students quality time to study and do assignments. Another one here, not... No to yet another school day off. There are already more holidays than before. Climate change protest days, teacher strike days, weather disruption days, teacher only days, parents taking out taking out of school for trips away. Maybe some facts would be helpful, like how have actual daily attendance numbers tracked over the last ten years, please. So, um, I agree. In, in, the, in that you don't support a four-day school week? No, I don't. I think um, college school students get uh, study leave anyway when they're coming up to exams. So I think the five-day week is excellent. I mean, why change it? Is it broken? I yes. don't think so. And think of the truancy rates. They've skyrocketed. So now maybe they might show up for one day instead of maybe two days. No, but so, it's not about no, truancy. different topic, no. isn't it? It's, it's about mental resilience in a new era. It's post-pandemic. It's reimagining our school society for the future. Oh, no, I think they need to toughen up. I have a 15-year-old, and I imagine that she would prefer to be on her device or doing something else rather than assignments, and I'd rather the teacher barked at her at school than me at home. Okay, Raven, harden up. <laughs> no, I I think there's a lot to be said for um, school attendance. And I think a lot of the issues that happened during the pandemic uh, to those poor high school kids who um, suddenly couldn't show up, I think they, they actually suffered from that. You know, whether it was because um, there's a lot more to school than learning things. It's actually about being among people and hanging out. You know, and so that was, uh, you know, we're we're still working out the cost to those um, high school kids, and and I and I'd say university students too, who um, were were stuck alone, you know, isolated. I think they really felt isolated. Okay, then what about this to both of you, Joanna and New Plymouth says. Absolutely, yes. If students on work or community service for uh, day five, engaging with working and society would be fantastic addition to learning. It would fill gaps in current education. So this would be good for growth, for example, career planning, civics, empathy. So you take the Wednesday off, Sally, and do other stuff. They can learn civics in school and they can go on work experience during school time, but not every day. I mean, not every week. No. Raven, not convinced? I mean, no, I'm also not convinced. I mean, think about the admin of organising. It's sort of like, um, you know, it's like, it's like you're putting well, them on some form of uh, you've, you've you know, both, periodic you've, detention. You've both gone against the grain. With, what about with you, Wallace? Oh, look, I'm still weighing it up in my mind. 
Um, oh, don't be so beige. I'm still I'm weighing. Not... I'm still weighing it up in my mind. But uh, the panel poll repeating: fifty-five percent actually went against you both. So there you go. So what uh, sort of poll was it? How many people? Who conducted it? Heaps and heaps and heaps. <laughs> it was very scientific, wasn't it, Ayana? It was. Uh, he's pointing at a head. <laughs> I suspect that some high school students who just wanted the day off <laughs> yeah, but yeah, didn't yeah. think it through <laughs> yes. uh, we're, we're filling that out big time. We're, we're listening in. Um, now, uh, Paula Penfold raised the issue um, of the worst habits when flying. And as you can expect, the feedback rolled. And uh, Paula said one that wasn't mentioned was, uh, and her biggest concern was long-haul flatulence, uh, which was just a terrible thing. Um, uh, Christina says, my worst aeroplane etiquette, the beating of shoes against the back of the seat from bored children. Uh, oblivious parents. Another one here, the most annoying behaviour, assuming the automatic right to hog the elbow rest. Another one here, uh, seat kickers and bashing the seat. It's a touchscreen, not whack-a-mole. But some people actually railed against Paula, uh, who said, um, Paula, you've clearly never experienced irritable bowel syndrome. Nobody wants to... Nobody wants to fart on a plane. But for some people, it's impossible. And this is from a regular plane user, not out of choice. Maybe Paula could stick to business class. She'd have a bit more room to let the flatulence move Wasn't elsewhere. Her. I mean, think about it. Place yourself in her position. Yeah, somebody um, uh, 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 does that, and you've got to stick with it for the two hours. Oh, take a boat or something. Raven. Um, yeah, I, I would say that those it's it's the bad experiences that do tend to stick in the mind. You know, yeah. you, you you tend not to remember the long haul flights where people aren't um, suffering, uh, you know, d- digestive issues yeah. uh, in your direction. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? You do you either you either share space with people or you uh, fly private. Well, that's what that's what my response was. You know, what are you going to do? You know, how can you resolve that issue? And you can't. Uh, and finally, here, why in this day? This is from a listener. We touched on this on Wednesday. Why in this day and age do you school students still have to say Mister and Mrs. or Ms.? Why can't it just be Karen, the science teacher, or Roger, the art teacher? Uh, I'm a retired secondary science teacher. Kids need barriers, which they love to test, but it gives them security. In a lab, you must be in charge. And, hey, Fred, the bench is on fire, is not adequate enough. (laughs) Another one here. Uh, I'm a former deputy principal of a big intermediate school where I was called Mrs. Surname, which back then we insisted on. That battle has been lost. And respect does not depend on the name. Respect depends on the person having the bearing and the self-respect and intention of managing a class. So thank you so much for all your wonderful responses uh, across the week. Let's jump into I've Been Thinking, where our panellists bear their soul. They rip the story from their innermost and release it to the country. Sally Winley. I've been thinking about cricket. I love cricket, and I really enjoy the test matches, the five-dayers, well, often not that long, and you get to see their strategy, and it's slow, and and it's interesting. And then when the 50-50 games came along, the 50-over ones, I was like, oh, but then I fell in love with them. That was, that was a good 
way to get people who weren't necessarily huge cricket fans involved and it got a lot of the country together and it got more people involved in the game and it is exciting. And I think 2020 is okay, but I'm absolutely gutted that the future of the 50-over matches, the one-day matches, may be over because there's the big pressure from the broadcasters, um, the tally companies or whoever controls it, and there's also an increasing number of leagues, um, international cricket leagues of the 2020 game, and they're poaching um, numerous top players from around the world to get paid high bucks for this instant fix. And I call it the the bash cricket. And what's even worse is that there's now going to be, it's already started in some countries, a 10-over competition. That's not cricket. That's baseball or <laughs> softball. So I hope that the 50-over games, the one-dayers, will remain because it will mean a lot of really good cricketers and potential future cricketers won't be able to play the gorgeous game because their 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 form, their Very style, good. their skills will not suit the T20. So I say, long live the 50 over game, please. It will be here for yep. the next few seasons, but it could be toned out um, with the ICC, the International Cricket Committee. All right, <gasps> yes. we better leave that cricket's turning into baseball. All right, uh, Raven Can, I've been thinking. So yeah, normally I have uh, you know wisdom to impart, but I now I'm I am actually bearing my soul. There is a thing that I've recently discovered is that I have uh, a quite debilitating fear of heights, and I've discovered this by trying to cross uh, to walk across bridges, and um, in particular swing bridges. And as soon as I start to walk across a swing bridge where the sort of banister is like below my waist and I can't and I'm feel surrounded by sky my legs turn to jelly and what I want to uh you know put it out there or as a question is is there a remedy for this you know it uh, some form of hypnosis or something or am I um sentenced to never being able to walk across a bridge uh, again We'll get a response from this because this will tap into many people's fears. Can I suggest you buy a hammock and start? <laughs> no, no, bear me out. Buy a hammock yeah. and start lying in it and reading a book, and then you get used to the swinging rhythm. Could that be an option? It's not. It's not even the swinging. It's just the thought of being surrounded by the sky. And even if I try and close my eyes and walk, I can't do it. Legs, legs become jelly. Are you scared of the same thing, Sally? No. No, maybe you could crawl across it, Rabbit. You see, there are solutions. Yeah. Text me, 2101, <laughs> how to help Raven and his fear of swing bridges. Friday afternoon with Sally Wenley and Raven Can. Do stay with us here to five.